Do you have a burp? I do. I'm going to move in the other room while we're talking so that they don't scream in the back because it seems to be when I am sitting here on my own, they're quiet. Whenever I get on the phone or film a video on YouTube, they seem to scream the house down and it's perfect timing, isn't it? So, yeah, I'll go in the other room so that we don't have that in the background. So they can scream away and they're on their own now. Okay, I'm in the bedroom now, so I'll be able to talk without any interruption. Name? Samantha. Lives in? London, England. Age? 30. Family? Uh, Me and my partner and four, five pets. (laughs) Favourite colouring book? Oh, that's a hard one. I'd say Serene by Nicholas Filbert at the moment, but Hannah Carlson's Daydreams is also, so two. <laughs> Favourite pencils or pens? Polychromos, I'd say. And your name on Instagram? It's Sammy JW, um, or it's, they've got to colour and chat with Sammy. Hi and welcome to a new episode of Passionista Colorista, a podcast about coloring book for adults. And welcome today's guest, Samantha. Hi. Hi. I'm so happy that you wanted to join my podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is um, very, very, very exciting. How many birds do you have? I have two. I've got um, a dog, two budgies, one hedgehog and a bearded dragon. So I've got quite a few pets. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, they keep me company. They really do. So no more. That's it. I mean, you know, the dragon was a rescue. Um, he wasn't mine. And a friend of mine, her sister, they could no longer look after him. And because I'm a huge animal lover, I couldn't say no. And I ended up having him last year. But he's in the later stages of life. He's a little old man now. So, yeah, I have a few pets now. <laughs> Color and chat with Sammy. Uh, for me, you are most known with that name. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> because that's one of your name on Instagram, and you have a YouTube channel. I do. I mean, it's fairly new, but yeah, I thought it was time to set one up after a few years, and um, yeah, so I joined it all together, and I'm having a bit of fun with that now, and I'm getting it all up and running eventually. So yeah, I'm 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 really enjoying that. But if we start with uh, the difficult question, who are you? Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Uh, Right, I'm Sam. I live in London. Um, I was in support working care system for 14 years. Um, And I did that for, you know, that length of time. And unfortunately, I sustained injury to my back. And that is when I took colouring to another level because I had it as a distress from work. And then when I was at home, I tended to reach for the books and the pencils and just really lose myself in that and forget about my pain. So I took on this big new mission of colouring at home. And that is more or less what I've been doing on and off now for three years. 
And I had a Facebook page to start with and then it took on to Instagram, then on to YouTube. And yeah, I mean, I live at home with my partner. Uh, we have pets. We have a hedgehog, a dragon, two budgies and a little dog. So we've got quite a little family going on with our pets. And that's more or less, you know, about me. I, I have things, I suppose, that are more interesting. I mean, I love, you know, box sets. I love reading. Um, adult colouring is obviously my top hobby. I, I love going on holiday. I, there's lots and lots of things in life that I like. But at the moment, because of pain, I'm quite limited and colouring has taken over my life as, you know, in, my, in all my, my free time. So that is more or less me. Can you work now with your pain? Not at the moment. Um, at the moment, I'm currently on a waiting list for surgery on my spine. So I'm waiting to see the outcome of that. But, you know, I tend not to talk about it too much in a negative way. And I use colouring to sort of relax myself and escape pain. So, yeah, that's that's all going forward to see what's going to happen there. And, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to let it take over too much because it's, I know it's one of the main reasons why I got into the hobby, but it's also a huge thing in my life that's probably not the, the good side. So, yeah, I mean, that's what's going on at the moment. What is? I know there are a lot of people out there that uh, has chronic pain that feeling better when they are colouring. What is it Definitely. about colouring that is so good for you a I find you just lose yourself in focusing on what you're doing rather than, you know, pain's present, pain's there and it's not going away. But for that moment in time, you completely lose yourself in a page on focusing on techniques, on what colours you're going to put down, how you're going to layer it, how you're going to shade it. And for that hour or however long you're ma able to manage to sit to do it, you completely forget about everything else and it's like a therapeutic way to sort of do things so you know some people would read and that would take your mind off it I do that too um but I find with coloring because you've got quite a lot of planning in it on a page and what you're going to do and you know you can see the end result sometimes in your mind you you completely absorbed into what you're doing so it's such a good way to I find to escape pain and I think that when I've spoken to many people who go through pain they tend to say the same thing it's given them an escapism it's given them something to enjoy whilst they might not be in the best way and you can only think of that as the, a medicine it's like a medicine in a way isn't it it's just not the normal route it's it's a hobby and it's a great way of losing yourself in something that you love so For me, it's just complete escapism. Can you describe the feeling when you are colouring? Just joy. <laughs> um, just happy. It's my, I call it, I say to my partner as well, you know, it's my happy place. It's my place where I can be creative and I can just completely enjoy what I'm doing. There's no bad about it. You know, even when you mess a picture up, And we've all done it. We've all got so frustrated at ourselves and thought, oh, no, I don't like this anymore. I, I'm, you know, I'm going to move on to another picture. It's not the end of the world because you've still for that time absorbed yourself into something that's giving you happiness. So for me, it's just joy. It's pure joy. It's my happy place. 
did you color as a child? Yes, I used to color a lot. Um, my mum always said that I was a bit of a stationary fiend. I used to go down to the shop as a child, fill my pencil cases up in the shop with lots of things that would buy. And I used to doodle a lot and I used to do a lot of spiral spirographs it was called it was like a stencil so I was always doing something um but I did color I did color I used to have coloring books dot to dot books you know just everything and then obviously when you get a little bit older that goes but I used to read in my teenage years and then I discovered adult coloring in my adult life and I thought great this is something that's obviously seen as acceptable because prior to that you know if you picked up a coloring book as an adult people would have said, oh, that's very childish, but it's not classed as that anymore. Do you remember what your first uh, adult colouring book was? Oh, yes. I bought um, Joanna Basford's Enchanted Forest and a packet of felt-tip pens, and it went from there. <laughs> Do you colour with felt-tip pens anymore? No. The only thing I will, I will add them into a picture if I don't want something specific in shading but I mean it's very rare I think if you've seen my Instagram I like to shade and layer and you can't do that with felt tips so I would say I don't as much but I might add a fine liner into very fine detail. But how long do, did you use those felt tip pens and coloured like that? I'd say for about four pictures before I discovered that you can get pencils and do all these amazing things so not long it was probably a month and four pictures later so not long <laughs> and do you still color in that book or have you finished it no and I've got a new idea that I'm going to go back on all of my old books and do a picture from a jar so I'm going to put all of my coloring book names in a jar and each month I'm going to pick one out so that I get to do all of my old books again and go back to something like Enchanted Forest because we add so much into our collection. We abandon what once was our favorite book because so many other great things have come out and things get lost in your pile. So yes, no, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, it's terrible, really. You know, we sit there and we think, we need this new book because this new book has come out and then you've got a stack sitting on the side and you're thinking oh my goodness I've completely forgot I had that and yeah you tend to not go back to your old books but that is definitely my plan and I would love to do one from Enchanted Forest again. How many books do you have? I counted them last month and I had 114 and I don't plan to add too many more for now Um, but I love every single one of them, so I, I don't feel too guilty. <laughs> Where do you store them? Um, I've got like a cabinet that has just got them in it and they're in a pile. And I've also got another cupboard, like a walking cupboard. And I've got like a whole section where I've got my pencils and my books, you know, in on a shelf. So they're neatly put away so they're not all over the place. But I have also a lot of coloring books, not that much, but I'm soon there too. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's really easy to do, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is, yes, it is. But I found myself more of a collector of pencils and uh, art material. Do you do that too? I do. Um, but obviously, you know, quite a lot of these pencils are quite an expensive thing to buy. 
so when I can I love to get a new set of pencils but yeah I, I've got quite a few and I love them all you know people say to me oh do some get abandoned do some get more that use than you know one than the other and I'm like actually I use them all I love them but I will always use one the most and that will always be polychromo so yeah why why is that your favorite I think it's because it was my first proper set and I learned how to layer and shade with them first before I added any others in. And I got so used to the technique and the style and the colours and finding my own colour combinations with them that I just tend to reach for them the most. And they're just always going to be the first pencil that I'll always come to if I need to go to something and I'm stuck. You know when sometimes you're not sure which ones you want to use? Polychromos will always just be the first one in my collection that I'll pick up and think, yeah, I, I know that I'm going to be comfortable with them. So I think it's just because they were my first proper set. What is your favorite color combinations in polychromos? Oh, I like to do gold. I wouldn't know them off the top of my head, but I like to do gold with the ochres um, and the, you know, like the very light browns. I quite like the very pale tones of the purples and the pinks together. I like the olive greens and the may green is one of my favourite colours in polychromos. I just seem to use may green the most. Um, I'm not someone who likes extremely bright colors I like more muted I quite like olive greens and I do love the ochres I use terracotta ochres um, Indian reds I use those the most and I tend to love any combination that I can come up with with those colors so I'd say more towards green golds and the terracotta colors do you use one brand when you're coloring coloring a page no. or do you mix i mix all the time i tend to use polychromos it's just a staple you know one for me that will always be in a picture but i usually mix prismacolors with polychromos and i might add a few luminance in there and um, sometimes if you want to be quick on like a you know, if you're colouring a sun, for instance, and you want to use an ink tense, you know, I might add that in and then shade over that with a Prismacolor when it's dry. I add so many things in. And I think when people follow me on YouTube and I've done a colour along, <laughs> they might get a little bit like, oh, my gosh, what set is she going for now? Because I have everything on the table and I just pick up whatever takes my eye at the time. Like I'm very much one of those people. I don't plan a lot. I tend to just go with what I have a starting point and then it goes from there. But I know that for a beginner, it can be really hard to learn to layer. Yeah. Uh, and polychromos is really good for that. It took me like yeah. a year, more than a year to understand how to layer. How did you learn? Just from practicing, you know, when you pick something up and you just really sit and have a good go at it. Uh, I tend to just that's how I do most of my things you know like I'm known for my skin tutorials on um, on YouTube and I just love to sit and play around on a page and see what I can come up with and sometimes they are a huge disaster <laughs> and other times they come out and I'm so pleased about them I'm like oh that worked 
and then I write them down and then I'll share them and that's one thing I love to do I love to share what I find out along the way because I know some people they keep it like a little secret recipe and you know no one knows what their secret is there isn't a secret you know we're all here with the same hobby and it's so good to be able to learn from someone on something that you may have seen that you've loved so I absolutely love to teach people something that I may have learned and they would want to know so layering I'm notorious for layering I layer about 50 million layers on something and people might think how many more layers is she gonna put down but I just love the result so I just I love to have a good play around and I think if you're a beginner for anyone that listens to you know is beginning don't be afraid to try it just go for it because there's nothing that can badly happen apart from you might mess it up but then you learn from that and I think the mistakes are always good to have because you know that you wouldn't do that again and then you might have to alter something so you can always learn from your mistakes so I always say just Go for it and don't be afraid to try it. When do you decide to to uh, film uh, coloring? Have you practiced before so you know you're gonna nail it? No, not really. I'm I'm not a big pre planner. Uh, you know, I have said that before on my on my videos. Like, I don't plan too much. The only things I might plan is a color along um, but I haven't planned the colors out it would just be the picture and that I'm going to be doing it in stages but I don't plan a lot because I just find that you get creative as you go along anyway and I find if I plan too much I get bogged down so it's good to just go with when you feel you're able and go with when you feel like you can be creative and I think that when you do that you'll enjoy it the most and people will enjoy your process more if you're you know happy and you're really into it and you're you know it just your excitement comes out doesn't it and I think that shows the name you choose color and chat with Sammy how mm -hmm. did you come up with that because I chat a lot <laughs> <laughs> I do I talk so much um I don't stop and I like to talk to people in the coloring community I've made many friends uh lifelong friends and i th i find it a social thing as well as something for myself so it's a mixture of both and i just think that it's really nice that you have a community that's so close and you have something in common and you do talk a lot and you do get to interact and especially with the live streams there's something like a bit of a hangout with everybody so i speak you know a lot and i thought well let's name it color and chat because I talk so much <laughs> so yeah that's how that came about <laughs> do you watch a lot of other youtubers I watch a few um I watch uh, I, I've got about four or five channels that I really enjoy <clears throat> and I find it so good to be able to watch other people make something great. You know, there's uh, we all know um, a good few of them. You've got, you know, Chris Cheng. Um, you've got Always Colouring, Katrine. Um, there's another lady that I absolutely adore, I've made good friends with, called Reading with Pugs, and she's amazing. <clears throat> and I've made good friends with Colouring Francis and KP Colours. There's so many. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, they're all a joy to watch. They're all a joy to listen to. And it's it's also something that I do when I colour. If I'm, you know, I've got the evening, there's nothing on the telly, I'll stick my earphones in and watch one of their videos. And Dee Dee William, uh, she's another one that's amazing. So, yeah, there's so many, so many. Do you have, uh, I mean, you talked about the community and the mm -hmm. friendship there. Do you have real-life friends that you are colouring together with? Believe it or not, my mum, <laughs> my mum is very active in the colouring community. I got my mum into adult colouring as well and she colours every day. Oh, she colours much more than I do and she's a big part of it. So it's a family thing as well as a friendship thing. So uh, that's quite nice. And, you know, when I go around to my mum's for dinner, we sit there together with our books and our pencils. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's brought a lot of people together. That sounds amazing. Yeah, no, my mum's a big, big, big colourist. Um, I don't know anyone that colours as much as she does, and that's the God's honest truth. Like, she colours all the time. She loves it. And so as well as my supplies, I have my mum's to buy, which can be quite costly, but I, it makes her happy. <laughs> Is she on Instagram too? She's not on Instagram, but she's on the Facebook groups, and... Um, She posts all the time and she watches YouTube and when I go round like I show her all the stuff on Instagram so she gets a good look at everything on there. But yeah, no, it's amazing really. What is her favourite colouring book? Oh, she loves Kirby Roseanne's. Um she loves anything that he does. I'd say that she really likes Mythomorphia. But she does my mum is into so many different books. Uh, you know she likes such a variety and I find that you know one moment she likes doing buildings the next minute she likes doing animals so she's always on something um, but I say Kirby Roseanne's she really enjoys. But when you're coloring together are you talking a lot or you sit in silence? Oh gosh no you know I can't sit in silence no we talk <laughs> a lot. <laughs> No, we talk a lot because <laughs> we're catching up as well because I don't live at home. I've, you know, I live with my partner. And so when we go, it's it's a social thing. It's a catch up. And um, you're also doing something that you love. So the men tend to watch the telly and we're sitting there with our books. So, yeah, it's a nice thing to be, to be able to do. When you colour on your own, are you then listening to something or do you sit in silence then? Or are you talking to your birds? <laughs> <laughs> and me in silence hmm. um I mixture I sometimes stick something on in the background tv wise but I don't tend to focus too much on the telly because you're engrossed in what you're doing uh, I love putting music on um I've tried recently to listen to audio books but again I'm not absorbing because I'm too much into the page so I'd say music and probably conversation are my two things that I'll do when I'm coloring Or on YouTube, I listen to YouTube, you know, other people talking and I'll glance up and down to their progress on the, you know, what picture they're on. And yeah, there's a number of things. It's a good old mixture. In the beginning, you told us about your favorite coloring book and now we heard about your mom's coloring, favorite coloring book. But tell us about more of your favorite coloring books. Oh, there's so many. I I genuinely think there is talent in all of the artists. You know, there's something that takes your interest in all of them. So with Hannah, I mean, I love Hannah Carlson. Uh, she's one of my absolute favourites, you know. And I 
her first ever book to me has got everything in it in terms of I love colouring people. That's my biggest thing. So when I'm looking at a book, I love to see a person in it. And that's just my personal preference. Um, and Hannah is a good all rounder for me because she's got a mixture of botanical flowers. She's got people. She's got bugs. She's got, um, you know, like animals. She's got scenery. She's got some buildings she's got a mixture so if I'm looking at something like that I look at something that's got the overall package but then again something like my most favorite is uh, Serene by Nick Filbert that's just people and there's so much in a picture on that one that I tend to you know draw towards something that's really taking my interest but then you might ha- I'm, I'm very go- very much like a mood colorist I go with what I feel like at the time so if I'm feeling for buildings I'll head for like a Kirby one because he's got a few building ones in there and then if it's something to do with where I want an all-rounder I'll go for Hannah if I want to do people I'll go for Serene it's just so many I, I it's hard to pinpoint ones that I love because I love them all I've bought them all for various reasons because something about that book drew me in so I always say to people, you know, have a go at it. Have Because your taste changes all the time, doesn't it? Yes. You know, it changes, it evolves. And when you learn new stuff, again, you, your techniques evolve, so you head for something else. And when your confidence grows with doing something, you head for another book. So there's so many, and I think it's such a good thing to have a mixture in your collection and even if it's not something you'll colour right now, you might grow the confidence too in a couple of months' time. So I just think, you know, there's so many that I like. I mean, I love Mythomorphia as well. Um, I love, oh, God, there's so many. It's hard. Romantic Country, I didn't colour in for so long, yet all of a sudden I've got a newfound love for it. So it's just, there's such a mixture. I could go on. It's it's so long, Um but I think we're all the same. I think we all get drawn into a book for one reason or another. And we find ourselves reaching for, you know, a book because of our mood. And that's what I tend to do now. I just go with what takes me at the time. How do you choose what to colour next? Well, I find it's getting harder and harder the more books you get. <laughs> I really do. Um, but I think I tend to pick out three books that I really would like. And I'll have a good flick through and then I'll decide, Okay, that picture, I'm going to stick to it. And I tend to do that more so now than before. Before I used to take ages to be able to pick a picture because I used to feel overwhelmed because there's so many. Uh, But now I just if I fancy doing a person, I know that I'm going to head for certain people's books like Nick Filbert or. Hannah Lynn even she's got some amazing pictures or you know there's so many on the market isn't there but I tend to reach for three I've got a thing where I I don't know why three but I tend to reach for three books and I'll put them in front of me I'll flip through and I'll find something and just decide on that do you have a lot of whips going on work in progress I've got probably about 10 that I do want to get done but again you know they're there they're there aren't they to go back to whenever you want um I've got two that I definitely want to finish one is in Mythomorphia the Sphinx that I was doing and I was thoroughly enjoying that but 
for some reason I got, you know, completely sidetracked into something else. So I've probably got about 10 and I'd like to finish at least five this year. And then, you know, I decide when the others I want to do as as I feel like it. But how, lo- how long time uh, does it take for you to finish a picture? Oh, it depends. Um, something like the Chinese dragon in Mythomorphia, that took me, oh, it took me probably about 20 odd hours, which was a lot because there was so many layers and so much intricate detail. But then something like a Zan von Zed lady, uh, where there's not a huge amount going on the page, If I added the hours up, I'd probably say about eight. So I'd say between seven and eight for a small picture, anything up to about 20 with a larger picture. But how do you choose colours? I draw inspiration from a picture, I'd say. Um, So if a picture is calling to be more muted, like fantasy and gothic, then I will tend to look at that and think right I want that as darker colors and I'll go from there if something is all bright with lots of water I will theme it around what goes with blues and greens and tend to pick out what I think might go with that and then for everything else I have a starting point and usually it's if I start with one blossom on a picture or you know a skin tone I will go around that so that there's a contrast somewhere but it's not too much because I'm not someone who likes vividly bright colors but then it has to stand out to a certain degree so I tend to just start off with the picture if the picture looks like it should be bright I'll go for that if something looks like it should be muted and more darker then I'll you know it depends on the illustration I tend to look at the illustration and have a picture in my head So sometimes, yes. so, sorry, sometimes um, Pinterest, I go on Pinterest and say there's a cake on a page and I'll type in that cake. If you go into Pinterest, you'll get a lot of ideas and you can use like a reference photo. Do you use a colour wheel sometimes? No, I haven't got a colour wheel. Um, what I have done, I've made my own sheets up on, you know, Microsoft Word of colour palettes and inspirational pictures and things like autumnal or summer or muted or you know monochrome and I've made up sheets and I've done my own ones so if I ever get stuck I can just look at that and it's got a lot of helpful things on them and I've done probably about 30 to 40 of those and they come in quite useful. But how do you color What is the word? I don't even know the word, but uh, but you said it a lot. Uh, when it's not bright colors, because I always <laughs> color bright, and when I don't, uh, I I just feel it isn't finished. So, but I love other people's muted. There are the world. Yeah, but yeah. How do you color muted uh, with muted colors so it still have uh, energy or what to say? Contrast. Uh, yeah, and yeah, like a contrast. Um. It's strange. I think it's just because that's my colouring style. I think we've all got a style and we've all got something that we we sort of, you know, sway towards. And I love looking at bright pictures, but when I do them myself, I'm never happy with the result. So I tend to just look at certain colours. And I must admit, in my pencil collection, 
my bright colours are barely used and my colours like the ochres, the moss greens, the dark greens, the greys, those types of colours are halfway down, you know, so they're used the most, you can tell they're the most loved. Um, I don't know, it's just something that I just, when I automatically see a picture, I can, I have a starting point and it's usually something along the lines of the skin and then I'll go from there because I do tend to do people pictures more. And then I like to do on botanicals, um, I like to do like the moss greens. And I tr I think that with moss greens, a lot more muted colours go with them. So I, you know, it's it's really difficult for me to kind of put it out into words because it's just something that I automatically do. Um, but, you know, with like more muted colours, they do just go hand in hand with each other. But then you might have something on a page that's bright and that will be your contrast. But it's not overwhelming. It's not your entire page. It's just one small section. And that might be your popping point on the page. But I always say to people, like what I used to tend to do is look at a picture and not know where I was going with it. I think look at a section rather than a whole page. If you ever feel that you're stuck, Start with one section and build on that, because I think if you're looking at the overall picture, it can, might feel overwhelming and you might want this huge masterpiece and sometimes you don't know how to start. So I think look at one small section at a time and before you know it, the pieces of the puzzle have all sort of interlinked and then you've got a finished page at the end. And that's how I look at things. I just do section by section rather than looking at the entire picture. What part of the process in the colouring of a page do you like most? What, on a specific picture? Oh, I mean, is it the start when you choose the first colour or is, the, is it when you're finished or is it in the middle? I think, the, yeah, I was going to say probably the halfway point for me because you can see what you've produced so far and you're excited to get it finished. So I'd say my halfway point is usually my biggest drive because obviously at the end you're so happy you finish because you you might be happy with the result and you know but it's also sad because you were really enjoying that picture you were into that picture so much so it's like oh I've finished now but I think my halfway point is usually my point where I start to get really excited for how it's going to turn out and if I can because at that point you can see your progress in it and you can see kind of how it's going to be at the end and you've picked out your colors by that point because you know you've got half of your your page done and yeah you can kind of see it all coming together and I think that's the biggest reward at that point is that you have got that drive to keep going. How important is the result for you? I'd say it's it is important for me to like it because you spent and invested so much time into it but then I also think as long as you've enjoyed the process that's the that's the biggest reward for anyone is that for that moment you've enjoyed what you've done and you have enjoyed the process and for whatever reason if like for me you color with pain you've had that time to take your mind off of it so I say it's it's important, but it's not the biggest important thing to me. I think the, the biggest thing is that I've enjoyed it. Is there anything you don't like to colour? Yeah, um, fur. I don't like colouring fur. 
I don't like colouring too many crystals. I find I don't mind a couple, but I find a lot of pages are having so many and it puts me off a page more. But I'd say fur is my biggest one um, because I find it so difficult to get lifelike. And I've recently done a, my biggest challenge in a picture was a fox. And as much as I like the end result, there were times where I did feel like giving up on it. And I got quite frustrated with myself, which is unusual for me because I enjoy it. But I just I have in my head what I wanted it to look like. And for a certain part, getting the strokes of the fur right on paper was so difficult. And I thought, oh, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing this right. And in the end, I thought, no, you, you know, you've got to learn somehow. So I carried on. And actually, the end result was fine. But it was that initial panic, I think, that I wasn't getting it how I wanted it, that I forgot to enjoy myself a little bit. And that's what I mean by the enjoyment being the most important part. What was it that was so hard? It's getting it to look real. Um, I think when I speak to colorists um, all over Instagram and Facebook, fur seems to be a reoccurring nightmare for most people in terms of getting it to look lifelike and like a photo. And I think it's the small strokes in building and layering them up that can be quite a tedious job for some people, especially for me. I'm speaking for myself here. Um, it's quite tedious because you've got to do so many and you've got to keep going and going and going and going in order to get it to look like fur. But of course, you know, you don't have to do it that way. You can just shade and colour. But I've got a, I'm probably my own worst enemy. I've got to have it looking slightly like, you know, lifelike and, and like a photograph with fur. And I probably beat myself up too much on that. How did you do it? How many colors did you use? What did you use? Um, right, I used, there's Derwent do a small 24 set of drawing pencils and they are designed for fur and designed for, you know, realistic looking fur. And I used the set of them and I probably used about eight or nine colors. So all the different oranges, some of the yellow tones, the gray tones, black and white. And I built up layers that probably the actual fur probably took me about 10 hours in total on its own. Uh, so you can see why I was getting a little bit frustrated with myself. <laughs> um, but it was very enjoyable to see the result. It just wasn't I, I forgot to enjoy myself along the way. And that's why I say to people, you know, it's about that. It's about how much you enjoy it. And. I do recommend the 24 drawing set from Derwent for fur and you have to have them with a sharp point because when you're doing small strokes you can't have a blunt pencil at any time so the sharpening of them you know you do use a bit more pencil than you probably would on a normal picture because you have to keep them at such a sharp point but it's so important to get the result with that it, it, you can't have a blunt pencil so Yeah, it's it, they are really good for it, though. I do recommend them. So it's a lot and lots and lots of small stripes. Yeah, it's like small. So like feathering out like small lines. So you go from your your bottom point upwards and keep building those layers up. And at first it looks incredibly scruffy because you need to keep building the layers up. But it's using very small strokes 
and you have a base coat first which is just your lightest color and from there you build up your layers with your different colors starting with your lightest ending up to your darkest adding your darkest in with your shadows and then I always find that white if you have a white uh, Posca pen with the finest nib if you do the tiny little strokes at the very end it can make it look fluffy so I use a Posca pen too and that just adds in the detail at the very end and Posca pens also when they're dry they're like paint they are a paint pen so if you wanted to go over them, you always can if you've made a little bit of a mistake or you wanted to just, you know, go over it with pencil, you can. So Posca pen is great for adding in fine detail. What is it about colouring skin you like so much? I just love it. I love to see an image come to life as a, you know, like person. I love playing around with skin tones. I just, I love the look of it. I love when you have a portrait picture done and there are so many amazing colorists out there that do the most mind-blowing pictures of people and you just look at them and you think they just look stunning and I just love to put pencil to paper and come up with different shadows in skin and and different combinations and start adding in colors that I wouldn't even thought of and I just love to see different skin tones come to life and I love to play around with you know light and dark that's a big thing that I love doing um you know when you look at a side profile you have dark parts on a face and lighter parts on a face where the light might hit I just love it come to life I think it looks amazing what are your best tips for uh, coloring skin layers um layers are your best friend with skin I think always start with a base coat of your lightest color And for me, with Prismacolors, it's always going to be light peach. So that's with Caucasian skin. <clears throat> I've recently done a video on YouTube with Afro-Caribbean skin, which I loved doing. So always start with your lightest base coat at the most lightest pressure that you can think of. And start building on from there and going from your lighter shade to your darker shade. When you have hair or anything hitting the face, add your shadows in. Just have fun with it and just layer. Don't be afraid to layer because the more you layer with skin, the more lifelike it will look. And, yeah, just have fun with it. I mean, so many people are scared to do skin. And you hear quite a few people say that they would love to do it, but they've not got the confidence. And I just say, if, if you haven't, follow tutorial start off with that and then start adding your own twist onto it and before you know it you're sitting there and you absolutely love doing it so just layer don't be afraid to layer play around with colors follow a tutorial if there's one floating around I mean there's quite a lot on YouTube and just really have fun with looking at how light and dark hit the face how your shadows where your shadows might be where light might be and Before you know it, you, you do get completely absorbed into it. Another thing you told us before is that you like to color gold with mm -hmm. polychromos, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you do that? I've got a video on <clears throat> YouTube and I use ochres, Naples ochre. Um, I think I might have walnut brown in there 
and black even to add you know where the darkest point on metal might be and I just love doing that with metals I find that you need to have a dark point and a light point and I think if you look at anybody's pictures or any tutorials then you can see that excuse me um, most people have you know the same sort of technique where they have a light point and a dark point and I just think it it looks much more realistic than getting like a gold gel pen um, and doing just you know flat color Um, and I think the result looks so much nicer when you've got shading with gold so I would say to use your naples you know your dark naples your your yellow ochres your brown ochre your walnut brown and your black and i think if you play around with those colors you'll get the result that you want do you ever use gel pens very rarely i have quite a few and um i've probably used them for the finest detail like a little mini border or something around a picture but very 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 rarely Do you colour every day? I try to, um, but it depends on pain. But I do try to. I sometimes have a break of a few days, but I will try to colour at least weekly. You know, it depends on pain. So, yeah, I do try to. Where do you sit in colour? I've got two places. I sit at my dining table, which I've got the setup where I put the tripod and the the mat and the daylight lamp or I will sit on the sofa with lots of cushions a blanket and I've got one of those you know tables that you can just fold away and I'll sit there so it's in the front room I've got a dining table or my sofa you have a color alarms mm-hmm. on your Instagram mm-hmm. uh, why just love doing it I think they're good motivation as well to pick up books that we might have Like I was saying earlier, you know, we tend to have so many, don't we? And they're a mo- good motivation to pick up a book that we might, ha- you know, have had abandoned for a while. Or I love seeing different interpretations of one picture. I love to highlight, uh, you know, every now and then an artist because I just appreciate them all. I think they're all got equal amazing things about them and I just think they're a good motivation and it gets everybody joined in on something that brings you together and I think that's the main enjoyment people seem to enjoy them and I know I know for you as well you know you've had such a good response to this new one and it just seems that people seem to really enjoy a color along and it's great Yes, I like I love color alongs. Yeah, uh, I do. I have the frog along now, and people seems to love to color frogs. Uh, yeah. What, <laughs> what do you have right now, Rami? I've got Romantic Country March at the moment, so any picture in Romantic Country, and then next month I'm doing the Hannah Lynn along, which is quite a mouthful. Um, but that's just any of Hannah Lynn's pictures because I mean you've done a podcast; she's just brilliant and. I think that a month dedicated to her would be great. And I tend to pre-plan those. They're the only things I plan ahead of. So I usually have a month in advance. I've planned my next one. And is it then pictures you yourself want to colour? Not necessarily. I mean, I like to colour anything, you know. I, I tend to, whatever books I can join in on, I will. 
but I tend to find that most of the community colour, you know, roughly the same books, don't we? There's very rarely do we have different ones. And it just is a good motivation for all of us to sort of do something together. And I'm, you know, I, I love any colour along. I think they're great. And um, I'm happy to participate in mine. And if I've got other, you know, time for other people's, then I love to do them all. If I, I would do them all if I could. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> if there were more time. <laughs> That's it. If there was more hours in a day and I was able to sit longer, I would for sure. What are your favorite tools? Uh, my pencils. Um, I love a white gel pen. Um, I love the Uniball Signo. I love Posca pen. I think they're great. They're so versatile. I love my favorite pencil in the entire world, which is not a polychromo, is the Buff Titanium Luminance. I just find it a good all-rounder. Um, people know me for that because I use it all the time. I think that is my weapon. Like, if there's anything I need to blend in um, with a slight colour, it's not white. It's got an ever so slightly, you know, tint of colour to it. And it just helps so much. Like, I tend to use it in nearly every picture. And I love, for me, I was going through so many different sharpeners. And I found that I've had the M&R sharpener. And that has not broken any of my pencils because the Prismacolors can break. It's not broken any of them. I love that. Um, I'm just trying to think now. There's so many things. I like a black fine liner just in case you have to fill in any little, you know, black details like on the eyes or there's always something in my pencil case that I need. And uh, it tends to be buff titanium, uh, Posca pen, a Uniball Signo, a black fine liner. And they're always what I have in there, always. Do you blend? Yes, I, but with colour rather than blending pencils. I have blending pencils, but I don't find that I need to use them anymore because I, I tend to blend with my lightest shade when I've layered. So I don't blend too much with... I've got blending pencils, but I don't use them. I blend with colour. And what are your best colouring tips? Have fun. Um, don't be afraid to try things. Invest in, I'd say invest in a good set of pencils that you're comfortable with. Find out what you like because there are so many on the market. So you've got oil-based, wax-based. Find out what style suits you best and just have fun with it. I mean, it's not, it's not something that you should be stressed out with. It's not something that should daunt you. Just have fun. And I think if you can find artists that you enjoy, buy their books, buy yourself a set of pencils or pens, whatever your, you know, your medium is that you really like and just have complete fun with it. Practice with it in your own time. Make it something that you enjoy doing. Make it your time with no interruption, something that you really, really can get lost in. And you'll find that you're just you're going to reach for that hobby more than you ever thought. It will be your best friend. What are you colouring right now? I'm colouring a Zan Von Z Ladies of Leisure picture, uh, which should be finished today. And then I'm going to be doing a Romantic Country 3 picture straight after, which will be on YouTube. So I will be doing that in stages. Uh, so, yeah, I've got the next two planned. Thank you.
thank you. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> and uh, thank you all for listening. And goodbye. Bye.